0: a new launch of our five new list tracks. We've been really excited for bringing these to you, we've been working really hard at them in the last few months. We've got turmeric, we've got ginger, we've got withania, we've got Lion's Lane, and we've got cat Obviously, they are super friendly to use the clinic, helping better patient compliance. To keep checking in because we've got some exciting things happening regarding them we're going to be talking about lion's mane and neuroprotection as we know that it's an amazing fungi for helping with absorption through blood brain barrier and also has with neuroprotection and it is an ever-growing popular choice for practitioners then we have the anti-inflammatory specialist our turmeric which we all know so much about but it's new life as it like, leads us to learn a little bit more our gender, which again um, has all these amazing benefits which we don't typically use it for, but as a track, maybe we can start using it in those new ways. And then also as Superstar Wathania, as shining bright as ever, but makes it more applicable maybe for those, for those problems that are so prevalent at the moment, for stress and anxiety, but that are support. So we'll be touching on this and more really soon. Welcome everyone to our new PhytoMed podcast regarding the glycotrack range. We are discovering today all about the intriguing benefits of GlyphTracks and clinical practice. And as usual, we have Phil Rasmussen here with us to answer a few of our pondering questions. Um, so thank you everyone for being part of the discussion today. Welcome Phil, how are you?
1: Pretty good, thanks Charlene.
0: Good, how has life been for you in the last few weeks? Just a little bit of an insight. <laughs> And chicken yeah
1: it's it's been interesting you know, I think us, us Aucklanders have certainly um found it a little bit harder than the rest of the people in Aotearoa but um you know it really varies depending on each person's situation doesn't it? I'm very lucky I live in quite a large property with a big garden that needs looking after and mm-hmm. um and my 14 year old son's here with me most days so um yeah it's it's fun that's it's, it's brought me more in touch with nature again which is quite useful in some ways although like pretty well everyone really looking forward to getting back to some more of a sense of uh, normality whatever that is where we can get out and about and be more social in person
0: yes we're all kind of struggling to find that sense of new aren't we our new normality whatever that is ahead for us
1: Yeah, indeed.
0: Yeah, um, and you're right, all those things matter so much and help with our mental health to get out and about and then to also, um, you know, have time to do other things and that work-life balance can can be useful. Sometimes that can be hard to achieve regardless of whether we're working from home or not. <laughs> yep. So today we are talking about really exciting new um, range within Fidomed, as you know, and we're wanting to catch up and discuss all the top reasons for Bliss track in clinical practice. So we know that herbal Glycetrax are well suited to be more friendly because they contribute to increased patient compliance. But we thought today we'd further discuss about their uniqueness and why we'd want to use them amongst other things in clinics and where their place is in clinic and what their main benefits are for better patient care. The very first question of the day um, for this podcast is, what makes Glycetrax a unique and important offering in clinical? from your point of view aside from helping with that better patient compliance what are some of the other clear benefits that we can obtain from using them in comparison to our beautiful hydroethanolic tinctures
1: yeah well I guess compliance is probably one of the biggest benefits and and so I'll come back to that it is really really important um but yeah glycertrax are basically another dose form Um, beyond hydroethanolics, or beyond tablets or beyond capsules or suppositories or pessaries or creams or lotions. Um, They're just another offering, really. And being able to offer a different type of dose form of a range of herbal extracts um, to patients, depending on his or her situation, um, is really, really useful for the furtherment of, of herbal medicine in the 21st century. Um, And it's a sign of maturity, really. It's a a sign that more and more people are using herbal medicines. And it's an acknowledgement as we mature as a profession that no one dose form fits all. Um, Because people are people. And the same way that not 100% of New Zealanders want to be vaccinated against COVID, uh, not 100% of uh, Kiwis will want to take a hydroethanolic um and and particularly that applies i think for children children you know we don't want them drinking alcohol when they're young ideally even though the amount of ethanol or alcohol in our hydrothenolates is very very small um and i think the benefits generally outweigh the the potential harm being able to offer them an alcohol-free dose form is is really useful i think Secondly, of course, you know, people who for various work related reasons, occupational reasons, they might be an airline pilot, they might be, you know, operator of, um, you know, involved uh, machinery and everyone's lives depend upon it. Um, We don't want them having any ethanol, even even one beer or even half a glass of wine can really impact their cognitive functioning. So there are certain people, um, a large number of them in this health and safety um, focused world that we're increasingly living in. We want to give them herbs. We want to give them withania, and manuka and kawakawa and all our other wonderful herbs, echinacea and ginger, et cetera. Um, but really, it's not good if they have to have ethanol at the same time with it. So, And then thirdly, I guess, um, we have people who are, are recovering alcoholics. And in my past, I've treated a lot of recovering alcoholics. It is a really, really common problem um even people going through a dry period of a month like dry july or whatever let alone people who who really do not want to smell or taste alcohol again or they just can't without being tempted it offers a really good dose form for them as well so compliance and ability to treat with our wonderful herbs i think are two of the biggest reasons for glycer so particularly in children Uh, those who for occupational reasons can't go near ethanol and those who for health reasons such as recovering alcoholics or those with serious liver ailments, um, we don't want them to take ethanol. So compliance is important, but of course also... And and sorry, the sweetness, the intrinsic sweetness of of glycerin obviously helps compliance for some people, particularly young ones and and infants, but they are different as well phytochemically from the hydrophenols or from a tablet or a capsule. And again, the the huge variation in uh, phytochemical makeup of different dose forms of different herbs is another thing that um, means that they're different to the hydrophenolic. So phytochemically, they're a bit different as well and may have some advantages in some situations. Um, and that's particularly the case for water-soluble constituents, um, you know, hydrophilic ones, ones that like water. They, if they like water, they like glycerin. Um, so glycerin isn't really a solvent. We don't extract our... Glycetrax using glycerin, we, we extract them with ethanol and water like we usually do. We make a hydroethanolic and then we evaporate off the water in the ethanol and we reconstitute it with glycerin. Um, glycerin is a good carrier, basically. It, it keeps the, the resulting phytochemical preparation stable, um, albeit for a shorter period of time than most hydroethanolics. But, um, but yeah, it's sweeter and, and it preferentially extracts water-soluble constituents. Um, but most glycotrax you will get a little bit less of the lipophilic constituents like alkalamides and echinacea, for instance. Um, you lose about half of them when you convert from a hydrophenolic to, to a glycerin extract, one and two, um, even though, you know, um, yeah. Well, that, that's just one example, but they're different. They're different um, and, and uh, no one medicine fits all. And so, being able to offer some of our favourite herbs in a glycerin extract form or glycetract form um, means that we can treat more people, get more compliance, and and hopefully get more clinical results, which is what we're after.
0: Thanks, Phil. That's a great diversity of answer, and I think that gives us a really broad look into all the benefits of glycotrax. And you're right, there's never that one-fits-all, but um, better patient compliance obviously brings about better results because you're actually taking... (laughs) you know, the, the herb and makes this for people that otherwise might not. So obviously that's a super strength of the Glycetrax, isn't it, is that people will be using them that otherwise may not use herbs, younger children, um, you know, sensitive people with more sensitive palates. So it just gives us a broader reach when, when you agree that's only a good thing for uh, the herbal industry and the phytotherapy. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. yep. That's a sign of our maturity.
0: Exactly. Um, so all of you out there listening, if you're wondering where where would the possible place be for an amazing glycotrack in your clinic, then definitely the new phyto range, you know, can find, easily find a little place there in your clinic because of all those reasons Bill has listed um, in regards to constituent profiles, the glycotracks being better patient compliance, the taste, and obviously the process still being valid in the sense of active constituents, right? You're still... Got constituents in there that are working, and especially because there's that hydroethanolic first step, right? And then the glycotrax becomes into that syrup. Wouldn't you say that's a very special and unique part of our process here at Phytomed and helping retain that therapeutic ability of the herb?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, as with all Phytomed products, all of our hydroethanolics, our glycotrax, um, the raw materials used, be it the herbs, the ethanol, the um, glycerin itself, um, everything is subject to GMP requirements so everything that comes into our warehouse is quarantined, um, booked in and sampled by quality assurance and then independently tested by mainly third-party laboratories um, to comply with the European Pharmacopeia monograph before we release those raw materials for manufacture. And glycerin um, by the way, the, the glycerin that we use is always of vegetable origin. It's not of animal origin. Um, okay. It generally comes from soy, um, and uh, it's never from um, palm oil. Um, it generally comes from soy, as I say, sometimes rapeseed, and uh, it's subject to a whole handful of tests, refractive index, um. Uh, contaminants and adulterants and all the rest of it and, and micro obviously before its released for manufacture so whenever we, you're doing we...
0: gmp right phil you're always having to adhere to this high stringent practicing standard aren't you and we're no different
1: absolutely yeah and and glycerin um you know it is something that the body naturally produces um so it is a natural substance it is a substance that's involved in uh metabolism between carbohydrates and lipids basically um and so you can produce it from a range of organic materials uh, but we always, as I say, use plant materials and sustainable plant materials.
0: Thanks, Phil. That's always good just to note for all of those of you listening out there didn't already know that, that sustainability always remains at the heart of what we do and is part of the process as we go along, including our new glycidrack range. So we've got a little bit of an interesting question here for you, Phil, and I know it's one that we always throw at you. And it just gives you us a bit of a unique personal insight, it's really hard to choose your favourite herb or favourite glycidrack. We all understand that. But out of all the new launched ones we've got the turmeric the ginger the manuka lion's mane and the big old favorite and superstar with thania in the adaptogenic world what is your personal favorite here out of those ones and you know i know it's hard to have it's like having a favorite child (laughs) like which one are you going to pick but tell us a bit more about one of those and why
1: you asked me this last time, um, Charlene. I know. We were talking about natives, <laughs> and I found it impossible to answer. I know. Um, so we I'm gonna to cheat. I'm gonna tricky. cheat again. <laughs> I cheated a little bit then, I'll cheat again. Because um, yeah, I even though I have one child, not two or, or ten, um, he is my favorite. Um, when it comes to herbs, you know, we've got hundreds, and so I had I do have more than one favorite. But of course, but all of these four new Glycer tracks that we've launched at Finamed. Uh, we've done them for good reasons and, and each one has its own separate story. But I guess of, of all of them, you know, my the, the two that I would hate to be without left on a desert island or in a COVID world or whatever would definitely be Withania um, and Manuka. I mean, Withania for absolutely obvious reasons. So I think all of us listening um, today, if you're listening in October in New Zealand, um, October in the world, you'll be concerned about. Stress, um, you know, lockdown-related stress, um, and immune systems being compromised because of stress, and you know, this this uh, unwanted virus out there that's wreaking havoc on humankind right now. Um, and so, Withania is, of course, one of our best adaptogens. It's a herb for the modern day. It's a herb for now, and um, and we use a lot of it. Uh, we prescribe a lot of it. We sell a lot of it. We give it to our patients, um, and therefore. Um, it's important that we offer it in more than one different dose form you know we're, we're not a nurofen, we're not an ibuprofen um, with the same same drug in six different package forms with six different names but um, with aaglycotrat is is another option particularly for children because children also um, you know I think they they need stress support at the moment a lot of them but then Monica um, those of you who have known me for a long time will remember possibly that the first, Fighter News, the first um, time we launched Fighter Med, we launched it with a newsletter and a review of Monica the Herb, the whole herb, Monica Lepsis scoparium and um and also it's it's there's going to be an article in the next issue of pharmacy today the november issue of pharmacy today in new zealand i've written a, a brief review on monica because it's a lot more than the honey and the essential oil it is an amazing plant and that's why we get this amazing honey from it we get this incredibly antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory essential oil because of the plant itself it's full of interesting flavonoids Um, you know terpenes tannins um, all sorts of really interesting goodies Uh, triketones that are really antimicrobial so again um, you know manuka is a great one Um, we're selling a lot of it we've really I'm pleased to say we've popularized it with, with practitioners in New Zealand and Australia. We also, you know, prackies in Australia are using a huge amount of our manuka extract now. And I've heard some amazing case reports when, when I've been over the ditch talking to prackies there. But yeah, manuka is, is a really, really good one to have in, in a um, glycid tract form. Um, I mean, another advantage, I guess, with some of these glycid uh, particularly things like manuka, is that, Um, Sometimes we're we're making our own preparations in our clinics um, to give to people and we might be making a cream for a really raw and red and inflamed form of eczema or we might be making something to, to be applied to really sensitive mucous membranes, vaginal membranes or whatever. And and you don't want too much ethanol in those products, you know. Ethanol can really um, burn and irritate and, and cause skin sensitivity. So the demulcent properties of glycerin um, and the and the alcohol-free nature of it lends itself to incorporate some of these herbs, for example, manuka in topical preparations that you can use in in, in those parts of the body and on those parts of the body. So, um, yeah, we we have been getting more and more interest from. Uh, various uh, cream and topical product manufacturers who who are keen on some of our Trac, uh products, um, and I've used Manuka and BlissaTrack form in, in this way quite successfully um, a number of times. So, but then I mean turmeric. I mean I don't want to talk about turmeric. Every everyone who knows all about turmeric, again offering it in a different dose form is great. Um, it is an amazing spice; hence its huge popularity today. And and ginger. Um, I wouldn't want to be without ginger in this world of, of virus. Oh, that, that's no, three that's three
0: idea. favorites we've got going on.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but yeah, lion lion's mane is is uh, one I'm learning about still and, and yeah. you know, I, I think yeah. it's amazing as well. yeah
0: And that's fast becoming yep. just while we're on Lion's mane that's perfect way to jump in with this next question. And this is our Sort of last question that we've got here is that we're discussing today anyway regards to glycotractors just on your beautiful little touch on the lion's mane and we know that this ever-growing popular botanical well fungi really um but it's fast growing favorite and clinic for use we're seeing through you know for the phytomed range and we know that the polysaccharides extract well in water uh, how is this comparable when we look at hydroethanolic and glycotract just a quick rundown there and Just for those of you out there, I know it's been a bit of a query amongst practitioners like, do those polysaccharides help in, you know, ethanol? We know they're really well extracted by water, but I, coming back to your main explanation that, of course, that they are great extracted in water. But then, you know, if you hydro, if not to extract, you get different ingredients, right? the Polyphenols come out more. So tell us a little bit more here as we end and wrap up our beautiful bliss bliss attract talk
1: on our new range of phytomed about lion's mane yeah i mean lion's mane is is pretty amazing um it it, you know contains not only polysaccharides and beta-glucans and things but Mm -hmm. also like most of these medicinal fungi it contains some interesting triterpenes um terpenoids and 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 a whole range of other things you know amino acids vitamins etc etc so um but yeah, lion's mane, um, like, uh, like Ganoderma, you know, like you know, Cordyceps, some of these other medicinal fungi, they're, they're quite slow growing and therefore I think highly evolved in terms of their, um, their adaptability to their own environment. And, and when you see what they grow upon in nature, you know, rotting logs and trees and things and, and beach quite often in the case of lion's mane, Um, they're pretty amazing organisms. But yeah, in terms of polysaccharides, terpenes, um, glycotract versus hydroethanol. in fact, there are are, um, studies that show that ethanol extracts of of lion's mane um, were better than water extracts of lion's mane in in certain um, in vitro studies, or better than hot water extracts when it came to Um, having protective neuroprotective effects on um, hippocampal neurons and microglia in mice Um, so i think again that the terpenes are often under acknowledged in these medicinal fungi they're much more than just the polysaccharides and and beta-glucans but yeah by extracting it in ethanol initially and then reconstituting with with glycerin and, and you know, a little bit of water, um, you, you, I think, are getting quite a broad spectrum of, of an extract with a, a glycer tract of um, lion's mane. But... Um, but it's different. There's no doubt about it. It does contain less terpenes than the um, than the ethanol extract, and possibly more polysaccharides. But how how much they contribute to the overall efficacy of lion's being when it's taken internally is still very very unknown, in my view. I mean, as with all of our amazing municipal plants, they're a lot more than just a single phytochemical, aren't they? And they, they work in tandem. Sure. It's, a, it's a really you big. Let's come back so. to this about
0: the synergy, don't we? That it's all. Yep. You know, it's the biochemistry and the synergy, synergistic compounds and active compounds that help with passive pathophysiology in the body, isn't it, and act on yep. biochemistry of cellular health. Together, it's a interconnected network of compounds and reactions, right, molecular and cellular yep. that are working all together to produce the end result. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, but, you know, what the lion's vein does to brain, uh, brain-derived neurotrophic factor um, you know, which is kind of a precursor to, to forming new uh, nerve cells is, is really quite interesting. And maybe that's partly uh, the reason why it can be really useful in cognitive decline as people get older and possibly even as a short-acting antidepressant. Um, so it is a, an amazing cool. plant. And again, you know, hydrothenolical glycotract form, um, it's a really, uh, really useful broad-spectrum medicinal fungi.
0: And then it also has an effect, we know, on uh, A4-lipoxin, doesn't it? The protein that is um, helping with having uh, inhibit any inflammation, right? It acts as an anti-inflammatory naturally in the brain pathway. So it's helping with all that neuroplasticity and um, possibly regeneration. I mean, we still need to find out more, but there's that work being done brain cognition and amyloid plaques right for dimension alzheimer's and what lion's mane's doing there right with the with the tangles and uh all the other interesting yeah, that's, that's things that another we're finding possible out mechanism
1: about. of action yeah there are many possible mechanisms of action it's very
0: exciting um, in isn't terms it? of well, alzheimer's think of
1: yeah, absolutely
0: what could happen in that area with more research and more time <laughs> yep. Well, just as we wrap up today, guys, I hope you've enjoyed learning more about the and It's been a little bit informative, and we've learned some more about all the unique properties and more. And we're learning herbs like our super adaptogenic Thania as a Glissotrax is super popular as a children's choice, right, Phil? That can be easily applicable tasting a bit better. super good for stress, as we know, and building that resilience and recovery support that it's so well known for as one of its properties as we go forth. So I think the Glycer only add value into what we're already doing, right, Phil, and just are another beautiful alternative option for people as in-clinic herbs.
1: Absolutely. Being able to offer our patients choice um, is a really, really helpful strategy, isn't it, I think?
0: Yeah. And, And Helping and grow the use of phytotherapy in, you know in the practical and effective ways that we can right
1: yep absolutely
0: <laughs> thanks everyone for joining us here today and thanks phil thanks for your information as usual and keep watching for our next podcast which will come up soon enough and it's one that you won't want to miss it's going to be very relevant to today's situation and i'm sure we'll all be able to take away from it it's going to be a little bit of a mini series so keep that's me
1: you out soon. Thank you, Bye. Thanks